Whether you're an amateur or professional cook, we can all agree that we love to be outdoors. So what if I told you there was a company that could enhance your outdoor cooking experience in any situation? Do I have your attention? Let me introduce to you Camp Chef. For my backyard barbecuers, their pellet smokers combined with its Wi-Fi technology and adjustable smoke levels is a total game changer. Not to mention their signature pellet dump, ash dump, and slide and grill features makes your pellet grill unlike any other. But wait, let's attach the one and only sidekick onto the side of that smoker powered by a 28,000 BTU burner and now we can griddle, grill, and even bake a pizza on your very own pizza oven. Do you like the camp, guys? Camp Chef's got you covered there, too. They provide a plethora of portable propane grills, griddles, and even portable pellet smokers, y'all. So go to CampChef.com and treat yourself to the highest quality cooking products out there to ensure that you, your family, and friends have the best food you've ever had anytime, anywhere. Camp Chef. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. I'm your host, Joel, owner of Reload Rub and Seasoning. Sitting across from me is Jeremy, the Kitchen Whitelaw. Meh. Next to him is our pit master and producer, Mr. Matt Farr. Levels, levels. And last but not least, the sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. It's going to be a great episode today, guys. We're going to be talking about a brand new, not brand new, I guess a primitive form of cooking that um, if you want to get into that's really good and it's inexpensive. Uh, we're going to be talking over the fire cooking. We got a guest that's going to be on here as well. You're not going to want to miss what he has to say. But first, we're going to do what we always do. We got to catch up. And I have something to say before we get to our pours, because we all have a pour in front of us. Before we get to it, I've got a little test. I saw this on. Um, oh. <laughs> so oh, funny. boy. Is it this Harry Potter beans all over again? No. Or Listen, you're going to try this, though, before we have bourbon. Okay. So. If you swallow consecutively two to three times, the next time you try to swallow, so like time three or four, your body like rejects, like you cannot swallow. So I'm going to count and I want you guys to swallow. Hang on, hang on. Is this going to make me gag? No, no, no but just ready. So when I, no, when I, I say one, swallow. When I say two, swallow. Conse- when I say three, swallow. When I say four, swallow. Okay. So ready? One, swallow. Oh. Two, three, four. I couldn't and do I three. Listen, I couldn't I hope, do three. Yeah, I hope you listeners you could, tried this. What about you, Jeremy? Could you? No, you, no, yeah. There's nothing to swallow. It's just like, meh. Well, your throat closes up. It's like, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> eh, no. I don't know if it, like your tongue is still like contracted and like blocking your airway or something, but yeah, I hope you listeners tried that at home. Like you physically cannot swallow after times three or four. So I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. It feels I'm like just, trying I'm to lick so your glad. I look, I'm, I'm so glad we could do that together. I'm amazed, Jeremy. Thought <laughs> <laughs> I could bring the fun to the podcast. Mind blown here. <laughs> we should end the podcast right now, guys. Thank you uh, for coming this week. Uh, that was it. We just wanted to do that this, with you. This subscribe, is the speed. Subscribe speed right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I'm here for. All right. So raise your Glen Carnes. All right. So I want to talk about this a little bit. Um, last time we were together, we all 
I gave you guys some pours that uh, you guys had not had out of my cabinet. And today, we're all pouring or drinking a pour called Little Book. If you guys listened to our previous podcast where we listed our 15 best bourbons, this one got number two TRP all-time best bourbon. Little Book. Little Book. Jeremy and Matt had not had it. And so we're fixing that. Now they're the proof on this. Shit, so the, there. the proof, I need to get the bottle. The proof on this, I think, is about 129 proof. Yeah, it's a little bit Ooh. more difficult to find. It's usually 100, it's got, 120, 100 to 120 bucks a bottle. It's made by Booker's, um, but, but it is distinguished. I want everybody to go ahead and pick but, it up. But hang on. It doesn't, on. Sniff, sorry, sorry. It doesn't got, sniff super hot. It doesn't sniff hot, but you're going to smell some char, Caramel. some like caramely cinnamon notes in there. Yeah. It's almost kind of got that like pear, apple lightness to the nose as well mm. the fruitiness yeah the fruitiness i can get, I can get that all right we sip in this mug cilantro salami wow tell me what you think i don't think it's very harsh for the high proof that's delicious the flavor is pretty unbelievable on it and the texture the mm-hmm. texture i think is the thing that sets it apart it's I, not super, super like uh, stick to your mouth, but there's something there. It's like in the middle, sort of, you know? I almost call it like a rough texture. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I know. can feel my tongue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's one of my favorites. It's definitely a, hu- a hug going down the throat, though. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh-huh. It warms all the way down. And mine's still hanging out. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a high proof for there. <laughs> Aww. So, yeah, if you guys have the opportunity to um, buy a bottle of Little Book, I highly recommend it. I'm not, sure, not so sure about these guys, but definitely pick it up. Well, what do y'all think real quick? Just make, make real fast. I mean, do you think this belongs in the number two slot? Is something maybe we can revise later later down the road? I think I would need to try all 20 in a row to yeah. really give you a fair opinion <laughs> I mean, on that. But you do almost. You do almost have to compare Okay. Do some A-B testing. No, I think it's very, very good. Um, honestly, probably better than I was expecting. Like, I, I've tried some of the Booker stuff before, and it's good, but it's never been just my favorite. Mm-hmm. And this is good enough where if I saw a bottle, I'd probably pick it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, looking at our list. That. I'm looking at our list now, and like, yeah, like, I think it's good where it's at. Right on. All right. So, let's move on from there. What do you guys, you guys, anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to bring up? I was going to actually help the listeners out. You know, Father's Day is coming up. Of course, you're going to want to snag some reload rubs for your um, significant other, your dad, your brother, your husband, your boyfriend, whatever. But our friends over at Haltman Family Meats has compiled this new Father's Day package. Um, If you go to their website and you click on meat packages, um, it is, let me see. I think it's $295.99. Of course, you can use code TRP21 um, for some savings on that. But th- listen to what you get. Like, if you can't think of what to get somebody for Father's Day, like, get them some freaking high-class meats. Well, Mike over at Haltman Family Meats sent all four of us this package, and it is loaded. Like, Phenomenal. With, with goodies. I mean, this if, if you want to get your dad something epic for father's day if they like to cook barbecue this is the package it comes with everything you need you get a prime black angus tomahawk a prime black angus tri-tip which we cooked the other night and i'm telling you out of this world um two prime black angus dry aged ribeyes two prime black angus new york strips two black angus 
prime fillets, a pound of their applewood smoked bacon, and they also throw in a bottle of Magnum. So like Magnum's gonna go good on any of those proteins that are in there. But it's like that's it's meals like the for best days. Of the best of that is stuff. meals for days on there. And that's like spoiling your day. And you so. can use code TRP twenty one and get money off of that already. If that wasn't a good enough deal already, you get money off that. Yep. So yeah. I just wanted to share that. I thought it was a great idea. Um, I wish and that was a package that they sold all the time because yeah. that's all the same stuff that I order from them all yes. the time. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, just yeah, a combo. That, other than yeah. I all I always order picanha. I always have to keep like three or four packages of skirt steak in our our freezer that's because true. That's true. we never know when like family or friends we're, we're going to whip up some skirt steak tacos. And then of course they're burgers. You got to keep the, those on yeah, hand. Got to keep But the you want the bougie ass meat package? That's it right there. Hell yeah. And if you uh, if you message Mike Haltman, uh, he'll throw in some, or you can purchase some kangaroo meat and some alligator sausages from him. So <laughs> that's always a plus. Hey, you know uh, what, I dude? A future TRP episode right there. Yeah, hundred percent. It. I love. He listened, or we spoke, and he listened. Okay. And that was. <laughs> yeah. We talked about the exotic meats that they have at their actual counter in Reading, uh, Reading Terminal Market. Spit it out. I know. I'm starting on the bourbon. Um, and yeah, he listened, and within a week, it's at our door not even a week oh it's so freaking on i cannot wait to eat kangaroo meat yeah you're gonna hear more about Let's go. that in a future episode all right so uh what's next on the list sweetheart well we you know not to be talking too much but we have a new rub out a new rub collaboration i'm sure you guys have already seen it by now um hopefully it's not sold out at this point when this is airing but we Limited have partnered, um, Ryan Lane over at Lane's Barbecue reached out to us and we are a part of the House Divided 4.0. So he puts out these collaborations with other companies and basically we have a collaboration bottle where it's, it's a combination um, mixture of our Magnum rub mm-hmm. and his Cubano rub. And I'm going to tell you, if you are a fan of Magnum and you mix it with his Cubano, it is amazing. It is, it's, it's a flavor bomb. Right? It's got... So many um, added herbs and um, citrus from his rub added into the Magnum. It's a limited edition run. We only ran a certain amount if of bottles. We're doing this for Father's Day. So, again, this is another thing you can that you can purchase and get that's going to be outside the box. It's, it's kind of like a single barrel whiskey. You're never going to find the same one again. You know, this is a limited run. So if you, and it's only while it lasts. Oh, yeah. Only while supplies last. Got to check it out. I know this has been a very commercially catch-up. Hey, all right. But uh, seriously, it's it's bomb. We we Ryan's a cool dude, and we're we're happy to be collaborating with. Well, him. Well, yeah, because so. we know like Mag. Everybody loves Magnum. I mean, that's been like probably our biggest seller to yeah. date. Like everybody loves that one. We're selling them in the huge tanks, and so um, this is just another rendition of it. I'm telling you, snag it up while you can, because once it's once once those bottles are gone, they're gone. Yeah, where do people get it? Um, so you can get it at ReloadRub.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, we will be selling it online. Like I said, until they last, I'm, I'm hoping they, they launched two days ago. I'm hoping we still have some left. Uh, we've been fulfilling orders from our retail stores. So some of your local shops might have them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could also go to lanesbbq.com. They're going to be selling them there as well. But come to the real rub first. Come to yeah. us first. They want to go to real TRP 21. Uh, TRP21. 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 And, yeah. if we, and if we sell out, then mothers, you can run down there to Lane's Barbecue after that. Yeah. And <laughs> pick up whatever else you need for Father's Day. You know, our, our shipping is flat rate. It's five ninety five dollars uh, flat rate. So whatever you decide to get, that's that's your shipping. That's right. All right. So 
Next up, have you guys heard about the upcoming meat shortage? I've already heard, seen people around chirping about it, but have you guys heard about this yet? Just chirps. Ah, so well, I hadn't heard about it until your cousin, actually. She... <laughs> what? Sorry. Nothing. What? Okay. Well, your cousin happened to post that she went to the store. What the heck? <laughs> Nothing. We're, we're both just like, chirp, 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 chirp. <laughs> Jeremy and I. It's stupid, I'm telling you. Completely off topic, but I was able to use the hashtag, hashtag boss babe three times today with three different people. Nice. Boss babe. Was I in that? Nope. Oh, well, damn. No, so my brother actually brought it up to me. He's in the, he's, he's kind of, he follows Reddit and all this stuff and, you know, gets it down to these, these rabbit holes. And my cousin actually posted about it today too. She can't find chicken anywhere. And he was telling me about it. It's, it's a hacker thing again. So we had the gas shortage, you know, not too long ago here in the Southeast. Now we're about to have a meat shortage. But I wanted to tell everybody that, if and when this really does go down, because they're saying we're about to have a meat shortage that not only on beef, but chicken and pork, all that jazz. These are the big factories that, you know, sl- you know, slaughter thousands of, of animals a day to go to our grocery stores. If you want a supplement for that, you can go to HaltemanFamilyMeats.com. He's TRB21. Because <laughs> that's from the local farms. Yeah. Like, that's not these things. But, but that's what they do. They source the meat from local farms, and they're not going to these big, you know, mass, they're, not, they're not a big massive factory. So you can still get that stuff from some of these smaller companies. So this year has just been a hell of a ride for global supply chains. Yeah. I mean, it's just, first it was that big ship got stuck in the Suez Canal. Um, the price of lumber has surged um, due to the demand for new housing. Um, you know, we've got the, the chips the electrical chips or whatever the crap that goes into cars. Then a cyber attack cut off the East Coast gasoline uh, gasoline supply. Now the cyber attack on this uh, Brazilian beef firm. And so this happened with the with these cow plants, but the the turkey and the pork, or the chicken, the poultry and the pork have all decided to halt production and halt uh, whatever. Me, what word am I looking for? Well, I don't know why. Out of out of caution, I guess. But hmm. this is, you know, me and Jeffrey over here, we are sus on this situation. <laughs> trying to cause a run on meat. Well, if I, you're gonna run on meat, go run on Haltman. Well, I mean, yeah, if you're gonna, agree. yeah, and stock up on your seasonings too. <laughs> that's right. Limited runs. The, the hackers are going after seasonings next. Oh right? yes, that's right. I hear. Yeah, they are. <laughs> we have. We somebody has launched a cyber attack on reloadrub.com. Get it while you can. <laughs> oh snap! Well, anyways, we I think be following these trends every time. We need to. I think that's a good time for a break. When we get back, we're going to start talking about open fire cooking. Over the fire cooking. And I guess open, and open fire. Open, Live fire open and over. Live fire. See you on the other side. <laughs> What's up, y'all? When it comes to meat, the TRP crew chooses only the best. Haltman Family Meats. At HaltmanFamilyMeats.com, they bring you the true butcher shop experience. Fresh meat, never frozen, and shipped straight to your door. Your order comes to you neatly packaged in butcher paper, trimmed, and ready to cook, guys. You no longer have to worry about cleaning up your cuts for you and your guests. Simply unwrap, cook, and serve. They have the best prime Angus fillets, dry-aged ribeyes, hand-pressed burgers stuffed with cheddar cheese, and smoked bacon, y'all. But let's not forget, you got to add a few packages of that skirt steak for the best steak tacos you'll 
ever sink your teeth into. So right now, go to HaltemanFamilyMeats.com and use code TRP21 and you'll save 15% off the butcher shop experience that will change your life. HaltemanFamilyMeats.com Welcome back from that break, everyone. We are going to talk a little bit of live fire cooking. Uh, this is a method that I think all of us have used and we've talked about on the show before, but it's uh, it's really fun and we're getting into grilling season, so uh, what better thing to talk about? Uh, I recently did uh, sort of a live fire cook at my house. I did a, uh, on my Primo ceramic grill, I, uh, I lit it up, got the charcoals going, and you could do this in any grill, and then I dropped a cast iron pan directly into the, uh, into the charcoals instead of using a grill grate, and uh, seared up some ahi tuna in there. Um, it's a great way to get things super heated. Uh, we used kind of a similar thing when we did our Wagyu a couple episodes back. Uh, yeah. Charcoal just gets uh, cast iron so screaming hot that it's great for searing, uh, and when you drop the pan directly in the coals there, uh, using those live fire techniques like that, uh, you can really, really uh, get a good sear on whatever it is you're trying to cook. Yeah, and I think live fire, you know, cooking in that sense is it's a, it's not only a really tasty way to cook your whatever protein or whatever you're cooking in, in general because you're getting the smokes and the, and those flavor of the woods and a wood mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah, but you're it's closer inex- to all it's, that. It's inexpensive. You know what I mean? You know, we were mm-hmm. we were camping yeah. camping over Memorial Day weekend, and of course we had. Our, our cooker out there we normally bring but we did several different uh items over the fire you know one being corn we just wrapped mm-hmm. up some corn we buttered it seasoned it whatever and we just threw it right there in the coals and, and so we were using that for our corn salsa that we put in our skirt steak tacos. roasted corn salsa so just kind of oh, yeah. Yeah. cooked the corn and charred it just by placing it on the coals turning it every few minutes yeah, so you know, I've done those uh, the, the packets, uh, you know, the, what the hobo packets or whatever, a yeah. bunch of times. You know, you just throw everything into a tinfoil packet, wrap it up, throw yeah. it in the fire, wait thirty minutes, pull it out, and you're good to go. Dunzo. Mm-hmm. So my friend actually um, just went camping, and so what she did, she actually pre-made uh, breakfast burritos. Did I already mention this? No, you did not. Okay, mm-hmm. so so what she did was she took little bites of ham, um, onions, hash browns. And she, you know, sautéed it in a skillet prior to camping. A pre, she added, a pre-cooking them. Yeah, she added fully loaded, then uh, cracked a dozen eggs all in this mixture, scrambled it all up, added shredded cheese, and then she just filled um, soft tortilla shells with them, tightly wrapped them up in uh, foil, and threw a bunch of them in her cooler. No, so, she no, she cooked the mixture. Yeah, she's cooking the <laughs> she mixture. She just dumped the raw egg into tortilla. No, she cooked it all yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, the raw egg. Mm-hmm. Got it. Rolled the tortilla, mm-hmm. yep. tightly wrapped them in foil, threw them in the cooler, and so whenever they would wake up and they'd get a fire roaring, she said, you just stick those little foil-wrapped um, burritos on the fire, 15 minutes, and they cut them open, and then there's breakfast. There's breakfast, And sir. she said they are, like, amazing. Hmm. Interesting to try. It's, it's and then you don't have all the prep work. Matt, what's that face there? No, I just, I, the thing about <laughs> live fire cooking that I've struggled with is that, like, I'm, I, I mean, I've talked about it on this show a ton. I'm really used to cooking on, like, an offset smoker and, like, a Primo. Things where you're controlling the temperature by controlling the airflow. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. my struggle with live fire cooking is I think that really the only way to control how, like, done your food is is by the distance to the fire right is there like how do you control the temperature of what you're cooking other than just screaming hot well i i think our uh our guests in our next segment will speak a little more to that but uh one thing 
I've learned from him is that sometimes it's easier to move the food or it's easier to move the fire than the food. Uh, you can move charcoal around, um, cooking over a fire doesn't mean that you have rip roaring flames going up. It means you cook that wood down to where it's yeah. actually charcoal. So think of it like a charcoal cook. Um, and then if you have a little poker or you have something that you're moving charcoal, a big, a big set of long tongs, cause none of us are without our long tongs when, whenever mm-hmm. we're cooking, get after it. Move the charcoal out of your way if, if whatever you're cooking is too big or heavy to move. Um, and you can control it that way also. That's what I think, you know, because you, when, and, I, and I, re- I recognized this when we were camping, you can feel that, you know, when you're sitting back away from the fire, even though the flames aren't roaring, you can, when you get a good hot bed of coals, you mm-hmm. can feel that radiating heat. So I think with yeah. me not being an expert in this field, just doing it a few times, knowing like, Doing the hand test. You know how you know when a place ready to sear, you put the, your, the hand over, like, okay, it's, it's hot enough? Mm. Kind of like mm-hmm. that. You can feel as you come up to it where that heat barrier is and move the food accordingly to that. Now, granted, you need to have the proper equipment for that, whether it's a, a standing, you know, fold-up, fold you know, grill grate or one of those poles you drive in the ground with the, the thing over the top, the, the grill that swivels. Yeah, that's what my experience pretty much ends at for live fire is i had a brio fire pit for a while that had the adjustable grate that you put over top of it yeah and mm-hmm. so i would lift the grate up to get it further away from the fire and flames whenever it was you know getting too done too fast and if i needed yeah. a hard sear drop that grate right down on top of it and get it as close to the heat as possible or let the flames yeah. lick it or whatever yeah so mm-hmm. it's not as easy as, as you would think it's not just throwing it over i mean this well, is yeah. a technical form of cooking yeah. yeah, we don't have buttons and dials and, you know, numbers and things that we can scale it from. I mean, it's just primitive. It's primitive. You get the fire and everything. Um, but Joel, basically what you said is exactly what I was going to say. So when I was cooking the corn, you know, initially you would think you want to put it right on the coals. Well, like you had said, when your hand is up there, you can't even keep your hand there to put the corn down. It's so hot. So I moved the, the corn like on the ash bed mm-hmm. on the rim, like the outside of the fire um like where the the wood and, you know, the logs and everything were. And so that was just enough just to keep it spinning. Because if I would have thrown it right on the coals or right over the direct flames, like it would have like scorched and charred the corn to a level that was probably inedible. Yeah. I've you done get that bitter before flavors. too. Yeah. It, yeah. The outside of it's burned and the middle of it's raw, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like burnt <laughs> hard niblets. Yeah. You know? yeah. And key to that, if you are cooking the corn, just side note, um, adding a bunch of butter in there with it kind of gets that butter melted and kind of keeps that moisture going. So you aren't just scorching the corn. I would spin one of the ears and then I would hear the butter Sizzle, sizzle inside there when it would roll mm-hmm. around there. It was it, it was pretty awesome. And Stephen, um, we were talking about live fire cooking. And they, him and him and my sister in law Natalie, they um, they camp all the time. And they were talking about when they brought Haltman fillets out to a campsite they went to, and that's all they did. They had the one caveman. Of those, they had they did caveman. <laughs> they did they yeah. had the little foldable grill grate. They stuck it over the fire and they cooked the fillets. It was some of the best fillets they'd ever had. Yeah, like and that. so they stayed out an extra day than we did. And so we took our Camp Chef Pro uh, 60 back home. So they decided that the last day that they were there, they were going to cook everything over the fire. So they had steak. They had leftover um, skirt steak that we had had. They had steak and eggs. Um, they had a little grill, like their cast iron or their little grill grate. And then they had Haldeman burgers, the, um, the perfect pepper and the bacon cheddar ones that they mm-hmm. just cooked. They had that little folding... Um, 
steel grate that the fold, went over the, the fire. Grate. And they just put the burgers right over that and um, cooked them. And he said that they were amazing. He even toasted the buns on them. <laughs> right <laughs> over the fire. Oh, nice. Dude, I'll tell you, you know, we got to get Steven and Natalie on the podcast at some point because we talk about them all the time. You know, he's our bourbon god. And... You know, this guy, him and Natalie, they're just hard asses. She's she's they the one could, that just finished, completed her tour in Afghanistan, her third tour um, they could live, last summer. They could live in the woods. You know, they could camp forever. That's They could sell their house and just live on a campsite. They would be perfectly happy with that. My ass, I'm ready to get home. You know what I mean? I need some oh, AC. Ice AC. <laughs> I need my leather sofa. A gallon of ice cream yeah. and nap. That's it, man. I'm telling what you. What are those fruit pops you eat? Me? <laughs> Yeah. Outshine bars? Yeah, Outshine. Yeah. That's a, that, you, uh-huh. you can't not have his this. ice pop. I know. Ice, yeah, ice pop. My ice pops. <laughs> well, cool, man. So, no, I think that this is a, I think over the fire cooking is, it's something I'm super interested in. Uh, something that, because you, you cook with, with so many different products all the time. And then you kind of sometimes find yourself going, this is getting redundant. And so I'm kind mm-hmm. of at that point where I want to branch out and just try it. Um, I love making a fire. Once I get it going, I can, after we eat, I can keep the fire going. We can go outside, have a cocktail and enjoy the said fire that I made, you know, mm-hmm. after yeah. that. Absolutely. And you know, our next guest that we're going to have on, on the next segment, um, you know, he's definitely inspired us to want to cook over the fire more. It's always been something we've been interested in, but like watching his videos and seeing everything he's doing, it's like, wow, we could be coming up with some of these like really good recipes. We want to like mimic the recipes that he's doing. So we did, we went out and bought the brio. We got the attachment. Um, now that we were, you know, we just moved in a, like six months ago. We've been working on the backyard, working on our landscaping, getting everything where we want it to go. I think it's time. It's time that we just like take that leap and we start our live fire cooking mm-hmm. over that, over that pit. What's going to be the inaugural cook there? What do you think? Like I would love some suggestions. Like, what, like my what's a heart, request? My heart tells me skirt steak because it's so easy. And yep. you, mm-hmm. you can go so hot and fast. But my brisket. gut. My gut. Yeah, do a brisket a, on it. A, a brisket. Bro, yeah. a fire a brisket. brisket. Yeah. I need a freaking gallon brisket, of live tin fire. Oil. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, I would love, Sorry. like, some suggestions. <laughs> what were you, you going to say, Joel? <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Cicadas. No, my, yeah. Gu- my, oh, yeah. my gut's telling me that I need to do something that's a little thicker a little more complicated to cook outside of something outside of the hot and fast method. Cause anybody, I feel like you can get the fire hot and fast and sear something that's easy, mm-hmm. but to do, to cook something to a perfect internal temperature while trying to dance around and control the fire itself. That's, that's what I want to do. I, I heard you just got a whole pecana in the mail today. And Ooh. you can get a big old skewer and do the whole Trosco yeah. skewer thing. Don't and that could be your very reasons. first cook. To buy like a sword or a knife or a I'm blade. Bu- I'm sword. buying a sword. <laughs> <laughs> no, remember, like, make, make yourself one. You're no, a metal I worker. have the Dow Strong one. I'm not gonna put that over the fire. But that brisket knife that's long enough to do it. On He's there. gonna have Picanha skewered on it. <laughs> I'm a metal worker. I'll make us a skewer. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm making Jeremy his his branding thing that never happened. The, or the burger press I've been asking for for like four years now. You got it. It's coming in. It's coming, it's coming soon. Coming right up. I've been mining. Next the, episode. I've been mining the iron ore. Hold your breath. You know, something that I really like to me, like when I think of over the fire cooking and what really excites me is like the hanging, you know, Dutch oven, cast iron Dutch oven pot and like mm-hmm. cooking a stew or like a chili. And, and I know Jeremy Stew. hates soups and chilies and stuff like that, but Those I want like dumb. some 
cowboy beans, <laughs> some shit like a thick tacky chili or a chowder, and I want to cook that over the fire. I agree. I agree with did, that. Did you guys get the attachment thing where you can hang the pot yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, not, no, yeah. not, not the pot. I just got, oh, well, I, I'm going to get it. He's going to make one. Yeah. Oh, I can so make anything. You should, prob- you should probably go ahead and order that, Stacey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we needed we needed a lid because so like the brio is like open and you can get lids from them, but I never ordered oh, one. Oh gosh! And so I've been using like our pit barrel lid and I use the Weber lid. And the Weber lid to keep our, <laughs> our fire pit covered. I saw it, that last time I was at your house. It didn't work because my sprinklers, whatever. I got some. I got to get. I got to dig the ash out. It's all caked in the bottom right now. Hmm. Oh. Delicious. Well, do we do we want to go to a break or? I think it's time to bring our guest on. He's got some cool news, um, and we wanted to bring him on to share that. And you've heard him before, so stick around. When we get here on the other side, we'll introduce said guest and what he's bringing to the table this week. See on the other side. I don't know about you, but as a bourbon lover, I get sick and tired of my high quality spirits being tainted by plastic or metal flasks when I'm on the go or in the outdoors. Not to mention having them spring a leak in my pack or back pocket. Well guys, I had enough and it's time you do the same by jumping on board with the TRP crew and get proper. Rag proper. These modern flasks are a perfect vessel for all your favorite spirits. Each flask is built of thick, break-resistant glass then wrapped in a high-end silicone or dark brown leather for that perfect high-end feel and look that a proper person such as yourself deserves. Your spirits deserve more, and so do you. So do the right thing and head to ragproper.com so you can get your hands on the highest quality, best looking, best feeling, best pouring, best look how proper I am flask on the market. Use code TRP21 and save to get you and your spirits what they deserve. Rag Proper. All right, guys, welcome back from the break. I want to go ahead and introduce our guest. He's a best-selling author and long-standing contributor to the TRP podcast. I want to welcome back once again our our boy, Derek Wolf from Over the Fire Cooking. What's up, homie? I don't know if best-selling author is quite a title I need already. It's in there. I appreciate it. Hey, I saw that little tag on there on the old Amazon.com. That's right. Hey, hey, you're you're labeled, bro. It is labeled best seller. <laughs> you're our best selling author. Own it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, dude, yeah, we we've had you on the podcast before, and we you know we've had you brought several great um, you know subjects and and information about what you do for over the fire cooking, but you just released your brand new book, Food Fire. Food and fire. It, it's, Food by fire. Is that, what the, is that what the X means? Yep. yep. <laughs> 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 uh, Letters are hard. <laughs> I can't read good. Uh, but no, yeah, Food by Fire. I, I have been reading it. Um, legit have. Um, I love it. I love your intro in the book. Um, but but oh, before cool. we get into that, uh, just do like what inspired you? Because a, a, a freaking A. A recipe book is, that's a daunting task to take on. Especially one that kind of yeah, like goes through me. techniques, like, you know. Yes. Yeah, so, this, is, this, is, this is a lot more than just recipes, yeah. Yeah, so what inspired you to like say, this is what I, I'm ready to do this? Um, 
Honestly, I was just lazy and I needed more to do. That's not true. Huh. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, there's always been those few outliers on things that you kind of said to yourself, like, maybe I'll do that one day. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that. Um, and one of those for me has always been write a cookbook. Um, and you know, everybody, uh, whenever you do something really substantial, the people that have gone through it before are always like, dude, it's a lot more work than you're expecting. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really big. And then all the naivety of yourself is just like, eh, I got this. Like I can do it, run a business, you know, have a personal life, uh, and do everything else. And, um, I'm here to tell you that, uh, that was really hard. <laughs> it was terrible. Um, writing a book is really tough. And, uh, and I even like, I've gotten a couple of people that are like, man, I wish there were more recipes in there. And all I want to say is like, man, I wish I had more time to do stuff because I would have put more recipes mm -hmm. in there, but yeah, goodness, it's just, it's so much. And y'all did hit it on nail on the head. Like, how do you tell, how do you teach people starting from ground zero, how to cook over fire and make recipes that they can yeah, make. like how do you even organize um, those thoughts yeah uh it was a lot of spaghetti against the wall mm -hmm. um for weeks at a time and just writing it out until the path kind of made sense it's like a starting from from the center of the maze and then finding my way out instead of doing it the other way around so um yeah and it was really really good uh, it was quite a good experience on learning how to, uh, both write and, um, you know, I obviously, I do a lot of recipe development, but, um, learning how to express thought on paper that, uh, really can tell people what I'm feeling, uh, was a good experience for sure. Well, I'll tell you, like, you know, you have your page and you have your videos and, you know, your posts, pictures, photography, recipes that you give out. But there's something to be said and, and website, too. There's something to be said. You know, I know that it's a book for purchase, but it's a gift. It's a gift to all of your followers and anybody that wants to start learning to cook over the fire because it's something tangible. It's something valuable that you can keep in your house. Like for us, we just came off of a camping trip. I stuck it in my duffel bag and brought it with me. I was reading it by the fire. I was reading it in my tent when it was raining. You know, it's it's something tangible that I can keep, that I can reference, that I can learn and better myself as a cook. You know, just kind of like a gift that you yeah. gave everybody. Yeah, and when I opened the book up and got to the intro, you know, the first... <laughs> <laughs> Flipped the cover. <laughs> my brain shut down and I went to sleep. No, um, no the, the getting started respecting the flame. I love that in the beginning of the book, you didn't go on. You didn't have like three or four pages of you just going on and on like some books have. You were short and sweet about the inspiration of, of over the fire cooking for yourself and how you, and yeah. you know, we talked about your dad a little bit and what and his, his stories to you and how it, how over the fire correlates to you and him. Um, I really like that. And then how you talked about this in the second page, the dancing with fire. Yeah, that part because when I was reading the first part, you talk, you mentioned that fire's not controllable, that it's something that you can't control. Yeah. And I'm going, oh, wait a minute, bro. I'm pretty sure we can control that stuff. But when you get into dancing with fire, that is what I considered the what what limit we have controlling fire. Can we really control it? 
to a, to a, to a extent, no. Um, but you can do things like you said, kindling modifications, the fire, modi- little modifications, reading, reading. It, it's, it is dancing with the fire because you're trying to read the movements of the fire and act accordingly to it. And I, that was kind of like an aha moment for me going, that's you're right. You can't just make a fire and start cooking on the damn thing. It's something you have to be a part of. You have, to, you have to be a part of the dance with your food in the fire. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, it took me a long time to kind of come to that conclusion. Um, again, like just being able to uh, understand that I don't have as much control. I mean, if we're going to be honest, like, you know, I just did a cook the other day and I burnt my food. And I've been doing this for five years. I have a cookbook that's out. I should be perfect. And I am not. Um, and it just humbles you in moments to realize, like, I wasn't checking, you know, my temperatures. I wasn't paying attention to it. I wasn't thinking about the fact that the caramelization I was getting with butter on my meat was going to cause as much of a char as I really wanted to have. Um, and the truth is, is that like, uh, you're drinking too much. If you want, well, it could have been that too. <laughs> um, but like you, you do kind of, um, when you cook with fire, it, it is a, it is a new dance. It's a new game. Um, every single time I get a lot of on social, I'll get it all the time, especially when I cook over cast iron or anything like that. But people are always like, I can just make this in my kitchen. Um, and not I'm always same. like, you better the same. Well, but you better be able to make anything outside in your kitchen. Like I can make it in my microwave, too, buddy. But you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so it's like you know, a, that's that's not an excuse to uh, that my cooking is hard um, or like it's not an excuse. It just proves to me that like you are just not at a place where you want to push. Uh, the risk factor because um, with when you cook with fire it 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 burns you dude it can it definitely can and you can do it for a really long time um i mean my dad grew up surfing uh and the whole nine yards in the ocean still gets the best of them yeah um man and you can learn how to you know, you can learn everything you want and it'll still it'll still blindside you yes um, so on our last podcast um, we, we talked about coffee and Jeremy and Matt broke down coffee basics on taking your coffee to the next level, doing the, the pour over method and, and different, different methods that you can do. Um, I would argue to people that talk, that say that kind of stuff that I can make it in my kitchen. Well, yeah, I can make coffee in a Keurig. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's a little, the steps are different and they may be a little more complex than just pushing a button, but the overall product is what is is the game changer? Well, the product's better when you in retrospect to that. But not only that, like the 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 journey, like the journey of making that cup of coffee, the journey of making your food over the fire, that whole experience, mm-hmm. the elements, the variables, that's what makes it worth it. And your friends come over, and you're out there over a freaking fire, like freaking caveman style. You're like Cooking squatting a- down with your elbows on your knees. And you're like, that's a power move. Right it there. is a you're <laughs> it damn is. straight. It is Dick. Ooga, you, 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 Dick dragging th- the ground right there. You throw up your New Balance shoe, you know, and you kind of flex on them. I mean, like that's <laughs> You're showing those monster calves. Yeah, those new mm-hmm. New Balance minimus all over the place, oh, yeah. baby. 
Oh, God. shit, man. <laughs> Show us those calves. Oh, all the white legs. So, dude, in your book, and I know we're still in the beginning of this, um, but you talk about some basic gear, and uh-huh. will you break some of that down for our listeners that may be wanting to get into this, what some good basic gear to have to go over you know, to, to have some over the fire cooking. So that we can be Derek Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, so the funny thing is, I, I think I even say in the beginning of that, um, you, you don't need anything really. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you want to go full Matt Crawford, Sasquatch barbecue and just flip steaks with your bare hands and you don't care about that more power to you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, all you really need is some wood, uh, and I probably would give say you need some tongs and, and a skillet. But otherwise than that, there are ton, there's a tons of other things that'll help in the process. So um, having a good cast iron skillet, being in Tennessee, uh, it's really hard to beat Lodge cast iron. Um, but there are plenty of fantastic cast irons out there, um, as well as if you're kind of looking for some fun things to do, going and uh bargain hunting and finding like old school cast irons and then refurbing them that's pretty fun and they really don't make cast iron as well as they used to so the old ones are pretty good yeah Um, a a little key derek if you're ever in knoxville you can go through joel and stacy's garbage can they like to throw away um uh vintage cast iron (laughs) oh no way So you are the guys oh, that we finger. don't like. <laughs> the, there's a lot of birds flying around the studio right now, Derek. If you can't see us. <laughs> well, no. Sorry, buddy. Oh my we'll, gosh. We'll, yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's really hard to be a good cast iron. I love cooking with those as well. Um. There's fantastic uh, popover little grill grates that you can get uh, pretty much anywhere. I mean, Camp Chef makes some fantastic ones. Yeah. Um, Brio has a, a really awesome one that you just are able to uh, put into the ground and then swivel over. Um, but it doesn't need to be all that expensive. There are plenty of them that are, uh, you know, relatively good on your price points. Um, otherwise than that, though, uh, having a good pitchfork, uh, that really helps on just being able to move your fire. Um, Ooh, I love having natural fire starters and matches. So, um you know, I'm not sitting there like. When you say natural fire, so that was my question. Are you talking a, like a pile of Doritos? <laughs> I mean, those would technically be called <laughs> considered artificial. Oh, okay. Um, my bad. No, I'm usually referring to like tumbleweed style fire starters. You can find mm-hmm. them pretty much anywhere. Okay, I was going to ask um, that. How are you lighting yours? Yeah, I mostly use the tumbleweed. Weed ones, um, mostly from Cowboy Charcoal. They have some fantastic ones. They're just more or less. It's just like dried out hay that's been dipped in like a flammable resin. Um, and so the nice thing about those is that they don't give off any flavor into your food. Um, if I use uh, like lighter fluid or anything synthetic, um, I can taste yeah. it. But uh, I'm also, you know, a dick. So, um, <laughs> fire resistant gloves. Uh, one thing that is super big, uh, is go on Amazon and get you sell yourself some welding gloves. Um, 
welding gloves are obviously fire resistant, uh, but dude, you can just pick them up. Like you can pick up smoldering or flame flaming logs um, and just move them. Yeah, you can get some so, shit with those. Yeah, and they're really great. There are plenty of fantastic grilling gloves that are out there, but the welding gloves, man, it's really hard to beat those guys. Um, a nice little sharp axe, my thermal pen, um, more or less, that's about it. Having a good cutting board and, and, and knife also makes a big difference as well. Those are all excellent suggestions and definitely things that you need. Um, so I've got to ask the question, would you do it again? Would you create another cookbook? Would you like tackle this project again? Um, yeah, Woo! I'm doing it right now. Hey! So, so you're announcing Food by Fire Part Deuce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, um, I'm going to be coming out with a second one uh, tentatively around the end of uh, summer next year. Uh, hopefully hey, hey Derek, this is um, the second time you've spilled the beans about books coming out on our show i don't know if you've realized that or not exclusives i mean <laughs> you know it, it better make me sales that's why yeah spilling the beans last time made you a best-selling author so i mean like obviously it's working <laughs> well you've got three sales here <laughs> you're welcome Derek. we're gonna be we'll yeah, definitely really pre-order excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm really excited. The next one, um, I can't tell you much, uh, but the next one is going to be um, a little less technique, a lot more recipes, um, and it's definitely going to dive into uh, what fire can do to make food taste even better. I love it. Mm. So, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, well, dude, Derek, we won't keep you much longer, bro. Um, I will say to everyone listening right now, if 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 you're wanting to get into over the fire cooking, get this book. If you're wanting to get into better ways and great recipes of cooking, get this book. Whether you want to do fire or not, this. If you want a nice, it's book to put on your coffee table just because it looks badass. It's get this book. This book is full of great information. It talks from from awesome. steak doneness to choosing your wood to the gear we just talked about to indirect and direct methods to what type of proteins work for those particular methods. Check this book out. Um, Derek is a very talented individual. You won't regret getting it. But Derek, tell everybody real quick um, where they can find you and where they can find where we can get the book. This book, yo. Yeah, yeah. So you can find me at overthefirecooking.com, um, as well as Over the Fire Cooking on pretty much all of the main social medias. Um, and you can grab this book on Amazon. Uh, that would probably be the easiest way, but you can also get it at Barnes & Noble and Target oh. or at your local bookstores. A lot of those have You're in Target? Well. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, I'm fangirling. You're in Barnes & Noble. <laughs> <laughs> I know him. Do you hear how, how unamused he is? He's like, <laughs> 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 all right, homie. Well, dude, we're, not, we're not kidding. We really th- are fan th- th- Thank you for uh, taking the time to come on the TRB podcast, dude. We love you, man. And uh, we appreciate it. And we hope you sell many, many more books. Yes. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great evening. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. See you, Derek. Thanks, bye. Derek Wolf, y'all. Spilling the beans on TRP. I love exclusives. That makes me really excited. This is kind of like a intro to over-the-fire cooking. So, you know, 
this is kind of like the 101 book of his. And that second one he's talking about is going to be, you already know the jazz. Here's all the recipes you could have for it. Have you guys ever seen that movie, Julie and Julia? Julia and yeah, Julia? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's like where I they cook through the cookbook. They go through um, Julia Child's cookbook. <laughs> and I'm going to do the Derek and Derek. <laughs> no, Wouldn't it'll be, it be the, the, the double D. And Derek? It'll be the Stacy and Derek. And I'm going to cook my way through Food by Fire. That's it. Well, you, you said earlier you want to get into live fire cooking. I, do. I mean... This is it. This start is it. start on page one. Page should one. we like Here vlog we it? Should I like like film each other like me and Joel like cooking through Derek's book? You could start a blog and then maybe at the end of it, like in Julie and Julia, you could eventually meet your uh, you know your inspiration and yes. realize maybe one day we can meet Derek. Yeah, maybe. But then like of course he'll be like, no, you're just a poser and I don't want to meet you because that's, that's not oh, yeah. Because then he'll be but a it, best yeah. bestseller because both the books will be out. Well, that's what happened in Julia in or Julie and Julia. Spoiler oh, alert! I don't remember. Well, the mo- the movie came out 15 years ago. If you haven't seen it by now, it's it, it's on you. It's on so, you. So so good. Well, cool. That was freaking awesome. Y'all pick up that book. I love it. I'm carrying it around everywhere. Um, let's take a break. Let's take a break. We're bringing back some cool stuff on the other side. Cool stuff is gonna be your favorite segment, y'all. Do you like to cook? Of course you do. And we all know that quality knives and tools are a cook's best friend. That's why we only use the best, Dalstrong. Dalstrong has the highest quality, sexiest knives I've ever laid my hands on. Any knife that you would ever need, they have it. But they don't stop there, guys. At Dalstrong.com, they also carry block sets, aprons, cookware, culinary tools, and even everything you need to maintain a kitchen's best friend. So guys, run. I said run to DowStrong.com and use code ThatReloadPodcast. I said ThatReloadPodcast to save on the finest brand in the game, DowStrong. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We're going to jump right into your favorite segment. Rapid Fire Questions. All right, let's do Matt, Stacy, Joel. Best for first. Again. Shit the bed for second. Hey. What book are you currently reading? Matthew Uh I'm currently reading The Terminal List by Jack Carr. I have it sitting right here oh next to me. Oh, my goodness. On your what? recommendation. Oh, on my recommendation? <laughs> oh, my Flattering. goodness. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it's really good. It's one of those where it's like once you start reading it, it's like I don't think I can do anything until I finish this. <laughs> it it's a, it's a really easy read, and that's what I love Like when I'm reading like fiction, you know, fiction stuff. like Just something I can just like turn my brain off and like really dive into. Yeah. Joel, you would actually really like this book if you gave it a chance. Like in the yeah. very beginning, the guy he's like retired from the military, and he's got a list of people that he's looking to kill in revenge. And so he kills the first guy, pulls the list out, marks the name off, and then the very next chapter, it's like three months earlier, and it takes you back to the whole story behind oh, why he has this list. And, and what's it called again? The Terminal List. And you know um, they're making a TV show. Yeah, and Chris Pratt's gonna star. Chris in Pratt it. is is gonna play um, the main character. Uh, yeah, he's like uh, James Reese. I love. Yeah, it. that's my man crush. Is Chris Pratt. Yeah. Stacy, what book are you reading? I'm currently reading two books. So as for fiction, I'm in the middle of reading the book called Where the Crawdads Sing. Um, I'm literally only in the first chapter. Second book that I am reading is nonfiction. It's uh, by an author named Derek Wolf. 
It's called I've Food by it. Fire. I never heard of it. <laughs> really? Never heard of her. Interesting. Interesting. Right. Synergy. I saw, yeah. I saw one of those Food X Fire. <laughs> food X Fire. Uh, Joel, currently reading. Uh, I don't typically Bible. read. I typically don't read. Yes. <laughs> the, 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 I am. The, I, he, he is. He's I heavy have, in the Bible. I've been. Uh, I've been reading the Bible a lot lately, um, actually doing kind of a like, little mini studies for myself. Uh, got my little, I got a little notepad, taking some uh, notes, writing down thoughts, things like that. Uh, a while back, I um, recommended the Unashamed podcast um, by the Duck Dynasty mm-hmm. guys have been doing, and that kind of got me inspired to get back into that again. Which um, you've always, I've you've always, always had your Bible by your side. 100%, but I, I always dabbled in it. I'm really trying to you know, hunker down and, and get into the word. And what's been helping me is actually writing down the, my thoughts as I go through it. So I've been in the book of John and it's been, uh, it's been pretty cool dude. Cause, um, that the guys on the, on the unashamed podcast, they're going through it too. And having them break the book down as I'm reading it is, you know, it's, you know, that, that, that stuff. So. I mean, side note for those of you, you know, this is something that you've really not talked much about, but Joel has always, he's always mentored. Um, he's been like a youth leader. He's done um, videotaped uh, testimonials. Um, he, he's very deep in his Christian faith and um, outspoken about it. He's touched a lot of people. He's spoken a lot of times and uh, he's kept it kind of quiet on the podcast, but you know, it's a, it's a very passionate, like God is very very big passionate in our, topic for him. It is, it is, it is for sure. And uh, I actually have uh, made up some Christian raps before. Yeah, on our second date, we, we are going to move to the second question yeah. on that because <laughs> all of you have me. used up. Everybody used up their rabbit hole on that very first question. <laughs> so uh, this is going to fly right by, guys. Uh, next question: True or false? True or false? If you don't like tea, then a cup of tea is not your cup of tea. Matt. Uh, true, I think. True. Stacy. True, I do not like tea, so a cup of tea is not my cup of tea. Joel, you can't use the same answer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go answer. No, uh, no, that's that's true, and I love a good cup of tea. Who would win in a fight, the USS Enterprise or the Millennium Falcon? Ooh, Matt. I think the Millennium Falcon can do more more parsecs. More parsecs? Yeah. The measurements of distance. It can measure things better. Yes. Okay, Stacy. Millennial Falcon. I don't know. Millennial. <laughs> Whatever the hell it's called. My rabbit hole. uh, I (laughs) saw a meme the other day that kind of relates to this that just thought of um, if anybody's ever talking to you a bunch about Star Wars and you don't want to talk to them about Star Wars, just interrupt them and ask them who won the Star War and they won't talk to you about Star Wars anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Joel. Uh, I got to go Star Trek, man. The the Enterprise, that was one bad mamma jamma. Uh, could always take a lot of hits. If you notice, if you're watching, it always was getting beamed, and I was still kept flying, still kept whooping ass. USA yeah, Enterprise. it's it's literally a the flagship of the military versus a um, you know a trading vessel. Amen. Anyways, smuggler. What is smuggler ship? What is your what is your death row meal, Matt? Oh my gosh. Uh, I would say like fried chicken with biscuits and gravy. Ooh, Stacy. I don't even know. I'd want deviled eggs too. I'm sorry. I know it's safe. Ooh, <laughs> deviled eggs. <laughs> no, no, no repeats. No repeats. Um, gosh. I, th- I 
it's so difficult. Maybe some sushi. Some some delicious sushi. Or, or a juicy Joel. ass cheeseburger. No. Ass cheeseburger. I'm, my this and this is gonna be my death row meal for sure. A huge piece of country fried steak smothered in gravy, mashed potatoes smothered in gravy. I would then I would like to have some thick cut white bread on the side to sop all that jazz up. Mm. That sounds good. Gravy. I'd be happy with that as well. Though. Yeah. <laughs> is your choice of execution by being smothered in gravy also? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> or it. A, immediate heart failure. I'm gonna beat him to it. <laughs> all right, guys. Name that movie. Hey. Yeah. Answer, shout it out. This one was listener submitted by none other than Derek. Mr. Cheeky Barbecue. Oh, okay. Cheeky! Cheeky! Yeah! Hey, let's go. European horse avenges friend's death by ending the Cold War. European horse avenges friend's death by... European horse... Uh-huh. Avenges friend's death by ending the Cold War. Fast and the Furious? <laughs> no. I was thinking, like, a European horse could be, like, a special car, like a horsepower, right? Like a Mustang, which is not European, but... Oh, she's she's really getting outside the box because of your other past ones. It could be, but I think, like, Fast and Furious 12 is the one where they go back in time. (laughs) European horse avenges friend's death. European horse avenges friend's death by ending the Cold War. Okay, so it took know. me a while to get this, know. and Cheeky and I had to do some editing uh, on the wording to present it to you guys because I found an issue with it. But would you like the hint that he gave me? Yes, sir. Yes. Boxing. Oh, Rocky Balboa. Which one? The the, the second one. Nope. No, four, number four, <laughs> number four. Scores. Yep, because he's four. the Italian stallion. Yep. The oh. Italian stallion. Oh, oh, come on. Fights the Russian. I was close. Big to Cheeky I was close. on that one. I was close. Girls, girls, girls. That's right. That was, that was a good one. That was a collaboration. True or false? <laughs> a vanilla soy latte is a type of three bean soup. Matt. Uh, true. Stacy. Thousand percent it is. Joel. False. Can you, can you use the same answer? False. Dumb. <laughs> False. <laughs> False. And that brings us to the final question of the evening. Are we Little Rubs the greatest seasonings of all time? Not far. Yes, of course. Stacy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does a weed whacker whack weeds? <laughs> weed whacker whacks weeds when a weed whacker whacks weeds. And with that, we will end the segment and toss it over to Joel. That's right, guys. It's time for that segment you've been waiting for. We recommend things to you we think are cool and badass. With that being said, let's roll straight into... Reload recommendations. Recommendations from Reload. So amazing. So, we're going to do this thing right this time. We're going to go Stacy first. Jeremy second, yours truly third, and Matt and his music save for last. So for last. That's right. So, uh, Stacy, what you got, girl? I am recommending something that we talked about on the last podcast, and it's the Hario V60 pour over. It's nine dollars and twenty five cents on Amazon. The filters, I think you get like a hundred for like thirteen bucks or whatever. But it's something that I have done for the last three days in a row, and I actually did two cups today. Um, it's so easy. It's so easy. It's enjoyable. I love doing that pour over coffee. 
I'm enjoying the flavor of our coffee so much more. I'm enjoying the experience. I um, made my first cup today. Yeah. Uh, Stacy taught me how to do it. Fantastic. We had a dark roast coffee. It was delicious. And I was worried about cleanup, but I literally pull out the filter, throw it in the trash, and I take my little V's plastic V60, I run it under the faucet for a few seconds, set it on a towel, and I'm done, and it's ready for the next morning. Yeah, the V60 is what I use for my morning brew every day, and like, it, I love the process of it, and like, that's why, of all the methods I have at home, that's the one I like to do every morning, because I find it really relaxing to like pour yeah. the coffee and do the, do the whole pour over method. Yeah, and you know, I was most excited over the Chemex, because like, I love the way it looks, it's rustic, and like, it's bulbous, and the way it would feel in your hands, and stuff like that. <laughs> I bought one, and yeah. I have yet to use it. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> like the bulbous I in my I love its bulbous feel in my hands. Yeah, no, really, like, and I love the way it looks on my counter, but I have yet Every morning, I'm picking up that Hario V60. So I say go get it. $9.25, Amazon.com. And if you jabronis haven't listened to the last podcast, up your coffee game, go back and listen to it. You won't regret it. Serious. We've had so many people reach out that said, I don't even like coffee and loved the episode. Absolutely. Jeremy, what you got on me? Uh, so I kind of have a double recommendation this week. Hit me. Um, they're both movie related. Uh, the first one is um, on Disney Plus, Cruella. Uh, oh, it is, is it out? It's out, and it's really so good. So you paid for I it? Mean, sure. Um, so <laughs> you said you were. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally paid for it. What? Um, it's really good. Um, I'd highly recommend it. It. Um, the soundtrack is incredible. Every 70s song that you could possibly think of oh. is probably played during the movie. Um, you kind of have to ignore the original 101 Dalmatians story because, like, obviously Cruella was the villain, and now they're making her out to be, like, this anti-hero. But um, it's a you. great watch. I mean, like, you have that little bit of suspension of disbelief, but it's a really good watch. Um, highly recommend it. Uh, super fun watch. What about for kids? Um, um, Is it too so all, while, all above their heads? Yeah. So while we were watching it, Ty was like, oh, one of my friends has an eight-year-old, and they're wondering if they can watch it. And I mean, like, there are, like, some death scenes. Um, I think it has, like, a PG-13 rating or something like that. Okay. So, I mean, like, I it's kind of discretion. I would watch it twice. So, I mean, if you guys wanted to watch it and then kind of feel it out for your kids, I think you would enjoy watching it twice. So, I mean, it's it's, it's just a, an easy watch. Cool. Um, other movie event that happened during this past week is after 17 years, the Friends reunion, guys. Friends got back <laughs> together. What? H on HBO Max, uh, have they have the Friends oh, I heard, reunion. I heard Chandler whole, was off the rails. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. uh, the whole cast got back together. Uh, Chandler has had uh, substance substance abuse issues over the past How 20 long? years. Yeah. But he's been sober for about 10 years now. Uh, the story is, is that um, obviously to get these six people in a room together is extremely difficult. And he had to have um, uh, emergency uh, tooth surgery the day of filming. So oh. uh, they filmed on, on a couple different days, but the one day he slurred a couple words during filming because he just had some dental surgery done. Uh, I got gotcha. That's the story. And everybody thought um, he was all effed up on the show. Yeah, no, I mean, they all look horrible. I mean, 17 years after the show went on, they're all fat and No, old. stop it. Um, Jennifer Aniston you know. still looks oh, like she's she did. Oh, she's a bombshell. She's timeless. No, no, yeah, she's timeless. I'm talking about the guys. Yeah. The guys are all fat <laughs> um, But no, it's, it's, if you were into Friends at all, yes. if you ever watched it, it's worth watching because it's just like, it's, it's very nostalgic. So Hell yeah. A good thing to watch if you were into Friends. I want to watch it now. All right, so my recommendation is from our previous uh you know camping trip that we went on back in memorial day 
I know we've talked about it um, on this podcast before, uh, but I want to bring it up again. The Camp Chef Pro 60 is was the best thing that we brought out on that camping trip. I like how it's an over-the-fire episode. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> We're talking about a cooker. propane cooker, which, but we love it. Like, I'm sorry. We, we literally did, cooked We did over-the-fire cooking, but when you... I, I cooked for seven people for three days out yeah. there. Normally... We did every meal almost. Normally when we go out there, my niece and nephew and their boyfriend, girlfriend, or one of their friends comes with so We have up towards 12 people that I would cook for for th- oh, three-plus days sometimes. Um, and this one unit what just did it all because it's got two burners on it. He had coffee going and coffee going on one burner and like breakfast going on the other. Yeah, it you know it's, there are twenty eight thousand BTU burners, two of them on this on this unit. I can put two griddle tops on there, and I can do everything that I need to do on that in massive amounts of food. I have one of those Pro 60s and they are amazing. Whenever I just want to get outside and I don't want to cook inside on my stovetop and stuff, like I have that thing set up outside all the time and it's so nice to use. It's, a, it's, so, it's such easy cleaning. Well, you talk about getting something up to uh, uh, a pot, a pan, um, a griddle, the barbecue pot. You talk about getting something up to temp quick. This does it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All, all of their attachments fit on there. So you can get your skillet, your barbecue box, your pizza oven, all that jazz fits right on there, too. And that's the thing is, like, when he cooks with your – when you cook with your four-burner Camp Chef flat top, you get so many people, like, wanting that. The thing is, you don't want to spend the huge bucks on getting the whole flat top thing. Get get the Pro 60 because not only can you put a barbecue box on there, a pizza oven on there, but you can get two, like what we've got, two flat top attachments. Yes. Or he's got the open... 16 by 16 inches. Yeah. yeah. He's got either two flat tops going with pancakes and bacon and sausage or whatever, or he pops one of those flat tops off. He's got one going and he's got the pot of coffee going. Yeah. Um, a cast iron skillet going. I mean, anything. Easy to sear steak. If you want to we had a pot too. going with like beans. Yeah. But I'm telling you, and it also folds up super easy into a nice bag that you can carry and store and put away in your garage. Slides into your Slides into the back of the car, no problem. Um, Camp Chef Pro 60, that's the two-burner version. They have a single-burner up to a four-burner version of that. Check it out, CampChef.com. Won't regret it. So that's my recommendation. Matt, bring us home, brother. All right. This week for Matt's music, I have something a little different. Uh, this week I want to spotlight a really cool foundation I found called Songs That Saved My Life. Uh, these guys work with bands to record covers of songs that have helped them through hard times in their lives. Then they put those covers together on compilation albums and sell them and take the proceeds and donate them to different organizations that work to benefit like mental health initiatives and su- suicide prevention and things like that. Very cool. So far, there's been two of these uh, compilation albums released, and this week's song is from Volume 1, originally released by Natalie Imbrugula in 1997. This is Neck Deep's cover of Torn. say something we were camping you preloaded that sucker on there because i was listening to the playlist and i go 
when did freaking Natalie Imbruglia's porn <laughs> show up on our podcast or on our on our list? Because I'm telling you, that's one of the songs that I always, no matter what, if it comes on the radio, it comes on a playlist, I'm never gonna hit next. Yeah. Love the song. Love this version. And I was going to text you. I was going to be like, what the heck? I didn't know it was on there. And I was listening to Matt's fight song the other day while we were <laughs> camping. <laughs> while, while we were going. <laughs> no, I was camping. I was listening to Matt's fight song while I was going down the road yesterday. And that one was the next song that came up. And I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> this is, there's a guy singing it. This is not yeah. right. But it's a little oh, bit grittier than the original. Too. Yeah. I really like it. The whole album is good. There's like Matchbox 20 covers on there. Uh, it's a good album. I would encourage, after you're done listening to our entire playlist on Spotify, Reload Recommends, go look it up and like it. Go and listen to this. Uh, they, like I said, they've released two different ones of these. Every single song on both albums is, is really killer. That that song gives me the feels, like the lyrics, and then just having like another rendition of it, like a male version of the, of the vocals. Is, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, let's get the hell out of here. Um, just letting our listeners know we're cutting F wad because I'm tired of getting my dick kicked in every single week by not being able to spell. Uh, so, <laughs> but we love you guys. We hope you get out and do something that reloads you. Uh, we hope you try the over the fire cooking and don't forget to check out Derek's book, uh, Fire Food by Fire. <laughs> Food expire. <laughs> Shut Fire up. by food. <laughs> Shut the hell up. All right. Get his book. It's fantastic. We love you guys. Hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now. That way you can listen to that reload podcast anytime, anywhere. Love you guys. We'll see you on the next show. See you next Tuesday. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. Yep. And I, I really wanted to make a joke about how, like, he named that section dancing with fire when it could have been dances with wolf and like oh, <laughs> oh you should have said you? that i mean oh. like talk about talk about pun missed you know shots missed will you bring that up uh, on the next segment just say no I, that's I, end of the roll credits. rapid after the fire credits. that's after the credit i already <laughs> okay. marked down the timestamp. <laughs> that's dances with wolf what a He's so missed out on that. Oh, that's like Maybe the that should be the title of the next book. Dances with Wolf, yeah. Tell yeah. <laughs> hey. me he can have that for free. Oh, I'm texting him and I'm going to be like, do you have a title yet? Because we came up with it. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Maybe that should be the episode episode title for this show. Dances, Dances with, with Wolf. Dances with Wolf. Fire Cooking. Over the Fire Cooking, colon, Dances with Wolf. <laughs>